，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Offson 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。The DPP and the KMT have finalized the list of candidates they'll be fielding for local leadership positions in the upcoming elections. On Wednesday, the KMT Central Standing Committee confirmed incumbent mayors Hou Youyi and Lu Xiaoyan for re-election re in their cities of New Taipei and Taichung, respectively. After their confirmation, the two mayors were asked. About their views on the controversial trip to China by KMT Vice Chair Andrew Xia, they both brushed their matter aside, saying that their focus now was on local issues. Let's hear what they say. Countering China and protecting Taiwan is every citizen's and every local leader's shared responsibility. It's not something unique to a single person or a single party, and this matter shouldn't be used for political purposes ahead of the elections. The KMT's candidates for local leadership positions will all protect their cities and look out for their citizens. That is our biggest responsibility. We will give it our all, so I am not worried. The most important thing for us is to build up our cities. Of course, during campaign season, these kinds of issues come up, and we have to face them. We should focus on doing our job well and playing our role. That is our duty. Also on Wednesday, the DPP confirmed lawmaker Zheng Yunpeng as the party's candidate in the Taoyuan mayoral race. DPP Chair Tsai Ing-wen and Taoyuan Mayor Zheng Wen-chan attended the Central Executive Committee, endorsing the lawmaker as a good option for the future of Taoyuan. Today, we meet a woman whose second career is bringing joy to her life and her neighbors. After being diagnosed with cancer, Lin Ziting began a new chapter. Quitting her career in design and opening a micro bakery, now she spends her days baking cinnamon rolls. Neighbors say the self-taught baker's work is underpriced, but for Lin, just having another day to bake is a gift beyond price. The scent of cinnamon wafts out under the eaves of the house. The cinnamon rolls lined up in the cabinet have a tempting golden crust. Perhaps you can smell them even through your screen. I think the cinnamon flavor isn't too strong, but it's not too weak either. For me, it's just perfect. It's delicious. I think they're very reasonably priced cinnamon rolls. The I use my ingredients well, so they can be low priced. Customers tell me that I'm too generous with the pricing, and my daughter often asks me if I'm earning anything at all. At this tiny bakery in Taoyuan's Luzhou district, you can find cinnamon rolls of every flavor. The baker Lin Ziting used to be an interior designer. Five years ago, she was given a diagnosis of late-stage breast cancer. She reluctantly quit her job and determined on a new occupation. With nothing but recipe books and online videos, she taught herself the art of the cinnamon roll, and so her new life began. I was in treatment, and I thought, 
It's fine. I'll just make some rolls here at home first and give them to all my friends to test. They said they were delicious, so I thought I still got enough energy to test this out and give it a try. Because there are no other stores around here selling cinnamon rolls. Coming out here, she can make new friends. She makes these pastries and the customers give her feedback and chat with her. Then they become friends. She's quite happy here. I think it helps with her illness. At first, the doctor said Lin wouldn't live more than four more years. Now, after five years, Lin is still going strong. She enjoys her baking and it lifts her spirits to see how much she's accomplished. She says that the money is beside the point. What she really cherishes is time. Every day to be here and bake is another gift. In the latest survey by a travel website, Taiwan ranked number one in the category of health and well-being for expats. It also ranked second in the world for quality of life. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang spoke to some expats to find out what makes Taiwan such a desirable place to live. In its newest survey, the travel website Internations ranked Taiwan first in the category of health and well-being for expats. Expats living in Taiwan say health care is affordable and easily accessible. In addition, Taiwan also ranks first in the world for personal safety. Taiwan's healthcare is incredible. It's amazing because I actually went to, I went to the dermatologist yesterday and it was like six dollars to get everything and it's like it's crazy to see the difference because like the healthcare in America is so expensive. I think it's super affordable. Like um, it's really easy to just go um, to the doctor. It's really fast as well. Like every time I go, they I can see that they're like trying their best. Um, I think Taiwan is very safe. As in, in like during the night you can just go out and you're don't have to be afraid to be attacked by somebody. Uh, the Taiwanese are all very um, kind, so if you need help, you can just ask somebody and they will help you. That's not really, that happens also in my country a lot, but you can still have like some people answer and be like, no, I don't want to help you. The Internation's Expat Insider 2022 report surveyed approximately 12,000 respondents of 177 nationalities living in 181 countries or territories on what it's like living and working abroad. In the quality of life category, Spain ranked first and Taiwan ranked second. Following Taiwan is Austria, Portugal, the United Arab Emirates, Switzerland, Finland, Denmark, South Korea and Singapore. The surveys show that expats are satisfied with the high quality of life, the ease of settling in, and their personal finances in Taiwan. Uh, I'm from London in the UK. Um, uh, before I came out here, I was um, working as a scientist um, in engineering, and uh, and yeah, decided I wanted to study Chinese. Um, so yeah, I came here for that purpose. It's been really good. Yeah, like life's very like very um, like, very convenient, and like obviously, I'm sure any Brit, especially London, will tell you like price of food here is like, I'm still not quite used to it. It's so cheap, so good. I've been to Tainan a couple of times, uh, Kaohsiung the once, uh, down to Tai, uh, Hualien and Taidong. And uh, yeah, it's a, so again, it's like, the train's so convenient. In the travel and transit category, Taiwan ranked seventh. With the world reopening, Taiwan hopes to welcome more expats to travel and work in Taiwan. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Kaylin Long in Taipei. Taidong Railway Station has teamed up with a solar panel manufacturer to install solar canopies at the station's parking lot. The canopies, covered in solar panels, provide shade and shelter from the rain for passengers and vehicles, while also generating electricity for the railway station. Any excess electricity can be sold to Tai Power for additional income. The 
taxi drivers in the queue no longer have to worry about roasting in the sun or getting wet in the rain. They can stay under the canopies and save up on air conditioning. The first project for Taidong Station was very successful. We have further expansions planned for the second and third projects, so we still need to assess the relevant metrics. The solar-powered installation does not come with engineering costs. It is estimated to generate nearly 1.49 million kilowatt-hours of electricity every year. That's 1.5 times more than the amount of electricity used, meaning the railway station can earn almost 870,000 NT a year by selling electricity. Under the direction of the Ministry of Economic Affairs, the Industrial Technology Research Institute has developed more than 20 carbon reduction technologies. These new technologies were showcased at a net zero forum in Tainan. The new technologies will make businesses in southern Taiwan both less carbon emitting and more competitive as the world heads toward net zero emissions by year 2050. More than 20 carbon reduction technologies are showcased at this Net Zero Emissions Forum and exhibition held at Tainan's Shalun Green Energy Technology Demonstration Site. As the world heads toward net zero carbon emissions by 2050, carbon emissions are increasingly becoming a key factor in industrial competitiveness. Taiwan's machinery industry is export-oriented. When exporting to Europe or to the U.S., there are requirements on carbon emissions. While ITRI is showcasing some technologies, we also hope to hear from the industry about the challenges they're encountering. That way, we can conduct research on how to make production processes more energy efficient and less carbon emitting. Southern Taiwan is the country's manufacturing hub. Here, under the government's direction, ITRI has developed more than a dozen innovative carbon reduction technologies, with 11 strategies for manufacturing process optimization, energy conversion, and the promotion of a circular economy. ITRI is paving the way for industries to reach net zero carbon emissions by 2050. We have different solutions, different technologies for different industries. By assisting Taiwan's industry in a multifaceted way, we will not only resolve the challenges we've currently faced, we'll also create additional business opportunities. Under this current trend toward net zero emissions, we hope that in the future, renewables will account for 60% to 70% of their energy mix. That's an ambitious goal. Taking the form of a comprehensive one-stop shop, the forum provides tailored solutions for businesses to reduce carbon emissions and become more competitive. With the public and private sectors joining hands to promote the industry's net zero transition, companies in southern Taiwan can form a net zero green industry cluster which promotes both economic growth and environmental sustainability. Power rationing measures in China have forced many Taiwanese tech companies to limit production in several provinces. In some areas, such as Sichuan province, operations at big industrial plants have been put on hold until August 20th. But experts say that the power cuts won't have a big impact on the laptop industry as a whole. They say that an abundance of inventory and lower demand mean their impact won't be comparable to the disruption from COVID lockdowns earlier this year. 
it's the middle of the day, but inside it's pitch black. The machines are completely silent, and line workers at this factory in China sit still at their posts. Temperatures are unusually high in China's Sichuan province, and the government has ordered big industrial electricity users to halt operations from August 15th to August 20th. The order has severely disrupted laptop supply chains. Reports say that over in China's Jiangsu province, which is a laptop making hub, companies have adopted staggered power use for similar reasons. Taiwanese tech giants with plants in China such as Quanta Computer, Compal Electronics and Western are facing major challenges. These electricity rationing measures are not just cutting power in a certain area. They are imposed by areas for at most five days. I think that the impact on Taiwanese businesses shouldn't be too big. As everyone knows, there is plenty of inventory. So this can be used as an opportunity to make adjustments to the structure of operations. The Taiwan Electrical and Electronic Manufacturers Association says that due to the soaring demand for electronics during COVID, manufacturers have ramped up production. That has resulted in an abundance of inventory for laptops, which should be enough to last until the first quarter of 2023. The association says the power rationing measures in China shouldn't deal too big of a blow to operations. Back in March and April, the supply and demand weren't like now. Now, supply exceeds demand, and it's just six days. So the impact will be just over a very short period. It seems that the effects won't be as severe as during the lockdowns. The analyst says that power rationing won't have as much impact on Taiwanese firms as the Shanghai lockdown earlier in the year. Though both had an impact on supply chains, supply currently exceeds demand, meaning only rapidly selling laptop models could be affected. A new surveillance system specially designed for farmers has come to the fields of Hualien. At this time of year, melon farmers are zealously guarding their precious crop from thieves. For overworked farmers, protecting fruit from burglars is just one more headache. Now engineers have designed a digital surveillance system that takes care of security. A full and juicy watermelon is cut open with a crunch. The color and flavor of summer. Hualien has the rich soil and balmy climate for growing watermelons. The price of the fruit is continuously climbing, thanks to their excellent reputation. But that has attracted opportunists to the fields. Every year at harvest time, farmers are on the lookout for thieves. I work hard here for half a year, and in the last few days, everybody has to really watch out. You're afraid they'll be stolen and will lose it all. Preventing theft across these broad swathes of melon fields is quite a task. Farmers sometimes sleep out in the fields to protect their harvest in the final weeks. Sometimes the neighbours mistake them for homeless people as they guard their fruit. Day after day I'm looking out at the melons to check no thieves are coming. The farmers next door thought my wife and I were vagrants out here. Now students and teachers from National Dunghua University have come up with a plan to help farmers protect their crops. This new infrared fencing system uses renewable energy to monitor the fields. It alerts the farmer if someone enters. The loud siren sounds when a personal vehicle enters the field, popping up as an alert on the farmer's phone. Even away from the fields, they can keep an eye on the scene. 
The special thing is we have installed what we're calling a digital fence at the entrance. When workers come in or vehicles go through, it automatically sends an alert. Normal security systems can't be used in running farms. We've added the solar power and the uninterruptible power supply as well as messaging system for the alerts. Using the idea of a diaphragm in their surveillance camera system, the development team created this efficient solar-powered device. When farmers go to bed at night, they can turn it on to activate the anti-theft function. I feel much more relaxed. We can sleep at night. If thieves come in, our alarm will sound. Here in Hualien, we have a lot of animal husbandry and farming. Not just watermelons, but many different agricultural products and high-value crops. They can all go in this direction with their plans and infrastructure. High-tech innovations like this one can help farmers get food to our tables and still get a proper night's sleep. The Ministry of Economic Affairs and the Taiwan External Trade Development Council has launched a 200 million NT project to market Taiwanese food products abroad. The plan comes amid import bans and strict customs controls in China, which have disrupted operations of Taiwanese companies selling their products in the country. The plan hopes to help 2,000 companies expand their markets and export their goods to 13 countries around the world. And next, let's say hi to Singapore. Hi, Taiwan. Representatives from South Korea, Singapore, Malaysia and Vietnam are greeted in their own language at this online promotional event. In recent weeks, Taiwanese companies have been told by traded companies and freight forwarders to comply with China's rules, requiring products to be labeled as being from Taiwan, China. In addition, the Chinese government has imposed import bans on thousands of Taiwanese food products. To help affected Taiwanese companies, the Ministry of Economic Affairs and TITRA have launched a plan to market Taiwan's processed food products to Asia and the world. At the beginning, China's measures did have some effect on our operations. After all, our customers abroad couldn't buy our products. But we hope that this plan will make our revenue grow and grow. Maritime shipping is perhaps not as reliable, so it might indirectly affect our output. But this program can increase our exposure. The Mid-Autumn Festival is right around the corner, so the first batch of products promoted abroad includes seasonal delicacies such as egg yolk pastries and pineapple cakes. If you're looking for a sweet treat, the options include bubble tea-inspired snacks or wafer rolls. If you want a salty snack, there's ingredients such as miso paste, spice packets and soy sauce. All these products will be available at shopping centers in many countries, allowing local shoppers to get a taste of Taiwan. Data can be used to understand consumer behavior. That requires digital marketing operations. We are offering guidance in 13 projects. From August to December, we will be focusing on holding a lot of promotional events in 13 countries. We estimate that will result in more than 60 million NT in business opportunities. The government has readied a 200 million NT strategy to promote Taiwan's food products abroad in hopes of reducing manufacturers' reliance on the Chinese market. On Wednesday, the Ministry of the Interior organized an event on Taiwan's electronic navigational charts or ENCs. 
Over the last three years, Taiwan has sold more than 1.2 million ENCs to about 20,000 ships, generating a revenue of 120 million NT. Taiwan's ENCs are created in compliance with international standards and include data on waters surrounding outlying islands and major ports. They show information such as coastline characteristics, water depths, and geographic coordinates, so navigational officers can better understand the waters they're sailing. They are used by cargo ships from home and abroad to reduce congestion. Deputy Interior Minister Hua Jingqun says electronic navigational charts are very important to Taiwan as they protect the country's sovereignty over its territorial seas and its rights over its exclusive economic zone. On Wednesday morning, the Army Aviation and Special Forces Command held aerial live fire exercises in Pingdong's Joint Operations Training Base. Following drills with Black Hawk and Apache, helicopters on Tuesday evening. Wednesday's drills involved Super Cobra attack helicopters. This latest series of exercises come amid rising tensions in the Taiwan Strait and a surge in Chinese military activity near Taiwan. The Army Aviation and Special Forces Command continues its drills in Pingdong's Joint Operations Training Base with live fire aerial exercises. A Super Cobra attack helicopter hovers in the sky, firing a total of 2,400 bullets from a 20mm barrel, as well as 24 2.75-inch rockets. And it's not just live fire drills during the daytime. On Tuesday evening, Black Hawk helicopters were fully loaded for aerial exercises. It's drills day and night. Super Cobra attack helicopters took to the skies on Wednesday to carry on with the exercise. It's a spectacular show of Taiwan's military might. The drills allowed soldiers to familiarize themselves with the equipment, while showing that Taiwan is ready for action. Amid the PLA's continuing military threats, Taiwan's forces are sparing no effort to keep the country safe.